Hi, this is Matt Wallace, lead pastor at Holy Cross Lake Mary, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us, and I pray this message inspires you and helps build your faith. To learn more about Holy Cross, visit hclm.org. Enjoy the message. Uh, we're still in our Exodus series. We will be up until Advent. We'll finish it up the week before that. Then we'll start a new Christmas series. More on that in the coming weeks. But for today, we're still in our Exodus series, which we've been calling the new normal, uh, because we saw a lot of parallels there of how God's people were coming out of slavery into a new life. Everything was changing, and they were figuring out what this new normal is going to be like. And I don't think I have to explain how life has been like that for a lot of us over the past year and a half or so. Uh, And so today we're in chapter 31, and we're going to be looking at verses 12 through 17, and here's what they say. And the Lord said to Moses, you are to speak to the people of Israel and say, above all you shall keep my Sabbaths, for this is a sign between me and you throughout your generations, that you may know that I, the Lord, sanctify you. You shall keep the Sabbath, because it is holy for you. Everyone who profanes it shall be put to death. Whoever does any work on it, that soul shall be cut off from his people. Six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is a Sabbath of solemn rest, holy to the Lord. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath day shall be put to death. Therefore, the people of Israel shall keep the Sabbath, observing the Sabbath throughout their generations as a covenant forever." It is a sign forever between me and the people of Israel that in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. This is the word of the Lord. Okay, as has been our habit, we have an opening question for you guys that you have the opportunity to respond to. You can jump on the live chat if you're worshiping along with us at home, uh, or uh, if you'd rather, and especially if you're in the room and you want to answer, you can uh, text your answer to this number. It's 407-842-8884, and I'll, oh, it's right up there, great. I'm not even going to give it to you again then, because there it is. Uh, So here's the question, though, uh, for the day. Is this a bit of a poll kind of type question today? So out of the average week, per week, per seven-day period, how many days would you say you wake up feeling tired? How many days, on average, out of every week, do you wake up and you feel tired from the moment that you wake up? Uh, go ahead and you can text your answer or jump on the live chat. Um, I think that is, you know, I, I, I was talking to Chris about this this past week, uh, that have you ever had that situation where uh, you run into someone and uh, you, it, maybe it's not even that you haven't seen them for a long time, it's just the first time you're seeing them that day, and you run into someone and they look at you and they go, oh man, you look tired, Right? Have you ever had that? It's, it's not a fun experience. Like either one of, of two things happen. Uh, either you are tired and then suddenly now you realize how tired you must look, you know? Or occasionally it's happened to me, I actually have not been tired at all. And then they're like, you look really tired. And I'm like, oh, I, you know, I'm just old, you know, I don't know. Um, it's not a pleasant thing, you know, to have that happen. Um, But I think we have to answer honestly that a lot of us feel tired 
a lot of the time. I mean, we'll get the answer from Pastor Chris here in a moment, but a lot of us feel tired a lot of the time, and not even just physically tired. I don't even just mean sleepy, although that certainly happens, but emotionally, spiritually tired, just kind of, uh, kind of beat down. I think we look back at this, you know, pandemic we've been going through and uh, you know, it's, it's been, some, some of you have been, you know, just tremendously affected by it from the get-go and have realized how affected you've been by it. But I think a lot of us, even a lot of us that thought we were doing okay, a lot of us that thought it was no big deal and life was continuing like normal for us, have started to realize how much it has affected even us. Just the stress and the anxiety and all of that weighing us down for so long starts to take a toll. Sometimes you look back at things you said or did that now seem uncharacteristic, and you realize it was probably because of that pressure we've been under. And that, that of course, is on top of all the other normal pressures of life, just all the trials and challenges uh, that we face. Um, there are always things that kind of wear us down. There are always things that make us tired. So many of us just feel tired. We're physically tired, but we're also tired of the pandemic. We're tired of the restrictions. We're tired of the sickness and illness. We're tired of the economic problems. We're tired of all the division and all the negativity that we see around us, man. Some of us, I think even I might say most of us, are just tired. Pastor Chris, are they going to prove me wrong and everyone's going to be like, nope, we're all good. <laughs> Let me just take a look real quick. Somebody said I was looking tired. Let me look in the camera. Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> For the, uh, let's get a vote from the people at home. Yeah, How tired does Chris look on a scale of 1 to 10? <laughs> Thank you. Um, no, it, it, our Holy Cross family is really bad at math. Most people said they're tired eight days out of the week. So that's <laughs> uh, literally... Yeah, it's uh, really so bad. tired we're losing ground. We yeah, can't yeah. even make it up. There's a couple of good ones here. I, honestly, <laughs> most people said that they wake up tired uh, Monday through Friday. I don't oh, know yeah. what that has. Huh. And Saturday, miraculously, they're not. Um, Nathaniel says uh, he wakes up tired seven days of the week. His mom says it's really tough to be 12. Um, here's <laughs> an interesting one. Uh, Blake and Diane said they wake up zero days a week tired. Wow. Because they're retired. That's oh, what they said, hey, so. okay, there you go. So the only <laughs> I was like, solution, wow, that is amazing. The only solution for tiredness, apparently, <laughs> yeah, is, retirement. is retirement. Yeah, 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 it's, it's funny. I, I always find that any day that the alarm clock has to wake me up, yeah. I'm tired. You well, know? you would say yeah. you're not much of a morning person. Yeah, that is true. I am not much of a morning person. You're more of an 11 a.m. Yeah. person. Yeah, right? yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm a late morning person. Yeah, so, uh, so today we're, I asked that question because today we are going to talk about the concept of rest and refreshment, among other things, uh, because what we are talking about today is the Sabbath that God gave his people as he was leading them out of Egypt. Now, this isn't the first time that he's mentioned the Sabbath. He's only reiterating, kind of restating here about it. He already gave it to them when he gave them the Ten Commandments. He said, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy, or some translations say, by keeping it holy. And so he's already given them the Sabbath. He's just reiterating to them how important it is. And he's given them the Sabbath for two reasons. Uh, the first 
is that concept of by keeping it holy. To keep something holy, you do holy things. So the Sabbath day was given to them for them to do holy things on that day. And what that really means then is worship. That was the day every week that God's people would gather together to worship. They would gather together to do the holy things. But that wasn't the only reason that he gave them the Sabbath. He also gave them the Sabbath to be a day of rest. In verse 15, it says, Six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is a Sabbath of solemn rest, holy to the Lord. And uh, God took this very seriously. In fact, I don't know if you noticed, but there was a couple times in there where he had the threat of death if you did not properly keep the Sabbath. For example, in one spot it says, whoever does any work on the Sabbath day, they shall be put to death. Now, that sounds really shocking to us today, but uh, just a reminder of a couple things. First of all, uh, God does not change, but times do. Uh, and so it was a little bit different time back then, but also uh, I've never found any uh, reference in Scripture to this actually being enacted on anyone. God tells them this to show them how serious it is and how important it is. And you need to do that sometimes. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed that uh, several times throughout the months of September and October, I was not here. Basically, every time Pastor Chris preached, and he was preaching more than he usually does uh, during that time, and that's because uh, myself and the other pastors of the network had agreed to visit uh, their churches. And in fact, we have somebody here with us today. Where is he? Jake? Is Jake in here? There he is. Pastor Jake uh, from up at Wellspring Church here visiting with us today. And uh, what I found, and maybe Jake will agree with me on this, is that it's something that initially I did not want to do uh, because I like being here. And I like, of course, I feel responsible about this place. But by forcing me to do that, I actually got some rest. There were actually some real legitimate days off, like usually even when Pastor Chris is preaching, I'm still here teaching Bible study, I'm, you know, doing other things, I'm being the online pastor or what have you, but forcing me to make those visits gave me some days of rest. Of course, it didn't hurt, as Pastor Chris was just joking, that like Jake's service is at 10.30, so, uh, or 10, 10 or 10.30, around there. And so, you know, of course, I love that, not having to get up early. But sometimes God gives people those kind of harsh commandments because he knows that will push them to actually do something that is good for them. Unfortunately, what we saw was that even though God gave them this Sabbath as a day of worship and a day of rest, by the time Jesus comes around, it had got twisted into something that wasn't restful or refreshing at all. It had got twisted into something that put a huge burden on them. Instead of uh, not working on the Sabbath because it was a day of rest, it became all about just not working and making sure you don't work. And instead of resting and refreshing people, it was actually placing a greater burden on people. 
And so Jesus had to come and changed all that, and he changed it all in two ways. First, uh, he actually taught on the Sabbath itself, and he reminded the people of the real reason for the Sabbath. In Mark chapter 2, he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. The Sabbath is for you. It shouldn't be a burden, he was telling them. But then he did something more amazing. Because through his entire work of living his life and then dying for us on the cross and then rising from the dead, Jesus perfectly fulfilled God's law. And in so doing, he freed us from it. In a way, Jesus freed us from the Sabbath so that we don't actually have to keep the Sabbath anymore. What does that mean? What does that look like? Well, before we answer that question, I have another question for you. And it's this. In those times when you are really, really tired, either physically or emotionally or spiritually, when you are tired, what is it you do to feel refreshed? What is it you do to feel rested when you are tired? Again, you can jump on the live chat or text your answer to 407-842-8884. A lot of people think that the difference between the Sabbath and the Old Testament and what we do today is simply that we have moved the Sabbath to Sunday. That now the Sabbath is on Sunday. But that is actually not true. First of all, the Sabbath wasn't just an idea. It literally was a specific day. It was from sundown on Friday to sundown on Saturday because that's how they measured days. It was a specific time. You can't just move it. If you move it, it's not the Sabbath anymore. The Sabbath was a specific time and a specific thing. And second of all, Sunday isn't the Sabbath because we're not required to keep the Sabbath anymore. We've been freed from the law through Jesus Christ. Now we live according to the Spirit, not according to the law. So guess what? You can worship whenever you want. Doesn't matter. The day or the time. It doesn't have to be Sunday. Now, I like Sunday. Sunday's become the tradition for us. Nothing wrong with worshiping on Sunday mornings. But you can worship on a Wednesday or a Tuesday or a Thursday. It doesn't matter. You can worship in the morning. You can worship in the middle of the day. You can worship in the evening. It doesn't matter. We're no longer bound by those laws. We are free to worship whenever we want. And yet, even though we have been freed from that, the need for rest, the need for refreshment, the need for a time of worship still remains. We've been freed from the law of the Sabbath, but we still need those things that the Sabbath brings. Pastor Chris, what do people do to uh, find rest and refreshment what when they're tired? What do you think tired? the number one answer is, Pastor Matt? Number one answer, I'm going to go with uh, the classic nap. That's 100% correct. I'd say uh, about 70% of our people said take a nap. They take a nap, yeah, yeah when they're um, tired. John Grunkley, who just swam like seven miles, says he drinks a rock star. That is not recommended. 
That is not recommended. Yeah. Carrie, uh, Carrie says he just stays grumpy. Uh, so that's oh, what stays I grumpy. Just yeah. grumps uh, his way through it. Sue says she takes a walk, gets out in nature. Will listens to loud, fast music, which would totally annoy me. Oh, uh, yeah. Garrett. That gets uh, you pumped up, though, man. Like, like when you're at the gym, you yeah, know? Yeah. 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 And uh, some people just a uh, cup of tea, cup of coffee. But oh, yeah. nap is the number one answer. Nap is the number one. Well, that's funny because we were talking about this earlier. You and I, not big nappers. I cannot no. nap. If I wake up after a nap, which it, it, I, I don't know what day it is, I'm confused. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I can't yeah. do it. I can't yeah. do it. Yeah, it's the same for me. Yeah, I think for me, you know, it's mostly, it's the exercise thing a little bit for real, though. That is a thing. Uh, or, and also like music, too. But I'm not going to lie. I, I drink a lot of coffee. Yeah. 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 A lot of coffee. Uh, so, as you guys might have already guessed where we're going with this, worship is one of the things God gives us through which we find refreshment. We don't keep the Sabbath day in the sense of a specific day or a specific time, but as I said, the need for rest, refreshment, and worship still remains. And so for us, the Sabbath becomes whenever we gather together to worship. The catechism, the Luther small catechism, says that the third commandment means for us that we should, quote, not despise preaching or the word. In other words, we should not despise gathering together for worship, or as I like to usually just call it, church. Because it is here that we read the Word of God together. It is here that we talk about it. It is here that we have the sacraments. Next week, we'll have the sacrament of the Lord's Supper, just as we had it at the earlier service uh, today. We have baptisms here, and even when we don't, uh, you see this and are reminded of your baptism and what it has done in your life. The Sabbath was about doing holy things and those holy things themselves are what brings the refreshment. Coming to church is what should be our Sabbath. Coming to worship should be our time of refreshment. But is it? Do we always feel refreshed when we're coming to church or when we're leaving church? How many times do we make the same mistake as the Pharisees did, and we make the man for worship instead of the worship for the man? How many times do we come to church more focused on appearance than what's actually going on spiritually? And when I say appearance, I don't even mean what we're dressed in, but I mean in how we have to appear. I know a lot of parents in here. I guarantee you, Every single one of us that's a parent has had that Sunday morning that we spent all morning yelling and screaming at our kids. Get up, you know, and then we come to church. Good morning. Peace be with you. Just was about to murder my kid in the parking lot, but peace be with you. You know? That's not refreshing, is it? <laughs> yeah, someone, it's kind of a rhetorical question, but thank you. <laughs> we come to worship and we have all these preconceived notions in, in our mind of what it's supposed to be like. We want the, the music to be perfect. 
And we want to meet our, and see our friends and the people we like. And we want to have a message that's relevant and not about the priestly garments. It's an inside joke for the people that were here last week. And then we get to church and we go, ah, oh, I don't like that song. Or, uh, oh, I didn't see my friends, but that person that I don't like was there. Or the pastor was talking about priestly garments. <laughs> and then it ruins the whole experience for us. And we don't feel refreshed. We put all kinds of pressure on ourselves and on each other when we come to church. And just like the Sabbath had become for people at the time of the Pharisees, church becomes for us more of a burden than a refreshment. But that's not how it's supposed to be. Look, even when the music is on point, and by the way, it was on point today. <laughs> even when the music is on point, even when I'm hilarious and entertaining, Even when all your friends are here, that's great. But that's not what makes this the Sabbath. What makes this the Sabbath are the holy things. What makes this the Sabbath is that when we come here, we find Jesus. And that when we come here, we find forgiveness. You know, I talk about forgiveness so much that at times I worry it becomes cliche, that it becomes something that we just say. But it means something because forgiveness lifts those burdens off of you. Think about it even in terms of human forgiveness. Think about a time you have forgiven someone else that has wronged you, truly forgiven them, not just spoken the words, but meant it. Did it not lift away from you the anger and resentment that you had over being wronged? Did it not lift that burden off of you? Think of a time you've been forgiven for a time you wronged someone, especially if it was someone that you were in a close relationship like with your spouse and you realize you did something that hurt them and you're worried that that relationship is broken and then they forgive you and let you know that they still love you. Doesn't that lift off, off of you the burden of guilt and shame? How much more so when we receive forgiveness through Jesus Christ? Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Because when we come here and we hear and see and believe the holy things... It removes the burden of guilt. It removes the burden of shame. It removes the anger and bitterness that we so often carry around with us. And guys, that is refreshing. That feels good. So often we feel oppressed by all the negative things in our life and in the world around us. This is the place to have that oppression lifted off you. It's not about the songs. It's not about the people. It's not certainly about me. 
It's about Jesus. And he is here in this place. And in his name, amen. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this message and would like to learn more or contribute to Holy Cross, please visit hclm.org.